The Colorado Avalanche stay unbeaten with a 6-4 to win over the weekend against the Carolina Hurricanes. Logan O'Connor extends a crazy streak, which we don't see too often. And have we waved bye-bye to all the small things? All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Avalanche. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com, and follow us over on our YouTube channel, over on YouTube, hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Definitely subscribe to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. When you do, we chat with Kyle and I one-on-one and send that you become one of our insiders. And uh, we take your comments and we'll read them on the air, which we will get to a little bit later, sir. You can see our rundown if you are watching on YouTube. Yeah, man. Are, are, we, are we retiring Blink-182 in uh, Ball Arena? One Man. more time, uh, we'll we'll get to. <laughs> I like that little uh, nod there. All right, uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, we'll start with the game and the the Avs and, and the uh, Carolina Hurricanes go at it on Saturday. Entertaining six to four game win for the Avs. They stay undefeated, five zero and zero on the season. Uh, it was a little bit of a chaotic game in the first two periods. And it was just this back and forth. And it was, it got to the point where I just like threw up my hands and be like, it's just going to be one of those games. Like you, you can't, you, you're playing your style as, as best you can. And it's two good teams. And, but when the avalanche, they got down a second time and it was just like the team that it would get down would score two to get yeah. up. And then the other team would score two to get up. And then when the avalanche got that other one, that extra one, they kind of just stayed like, all right, now we're just going to take control of this thing and expose the the lack of of uh, a stable goalie that you have. And then it was just we just got to clamp down, be able to play better on defense. And they did. And the third was a little bit uneventful for the most part. All the action was in the first and second. And in the end, the abs take it. So uh, we'll, we'll dissect everything. But thoughts on the game overall? I it was exact. I had that same idea hit me in that first period after that that Rijo goal from Nathan McKinnon I was like oh this is how it's going to be all game long it's going to be one of those do everything right and not get rewarded for it and you're going to have to do something goofy like this like was it the kicking motion yes no maybe so no no it, it, it was, I'm not I was being like, a homer there it's, it, it was not kicking yeah you can, it, like, it. you can do what he did I was like, oh, great. It's going to be one of those games where we're going to have to look at the booth for everything that's going on. And then the second period starts, and then the LOC magic happens again. I was mm-hmm. like, great, let's go. And then five goals, second period, uneventful third. It's exactly what you want. It had a little bit of everything for whatever your hockey flavor is. Yeah. Um, for for that McKinnon move, good, good Lord, man. Um, it, it was, it's cool to see it. You saw it a lot on, on social media of – uh, people like just slowing it down. It, it was like it was yeah. like a like a matrix thing. Like yeah. whenever you go make the move, that that portion would be like slow mode. 
it's just it, like he was feeling it on Saturday, Nathan McKinnon. It was one of those games where it was just like, I'm taking over. I'm taking over. There's nothing you can do to stop me. And, and, and you know, good luck trying, but I'm, I'm putting this team on my back and, you know, you're, you're not going to take this one away from me. You could see he had a, a fire burning. Yeah. And it's one of those things that all the everydayers know when we are hyping up these moves of acquisition for the depth, we were talking about the, the top line doesn't have to win every game night in, night out. And you see the benefits of that in games like this, where Nathan McKinnon is like, oh, this is my night now. Mm. Where every night that top line last year was expected to bail them out when injuries, you didn't know who was showing up night in, night out. Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen had to put the team on their back. They don't have to this year. And Nathan McKinnon can show up to the rink, just kind of look around and say, okay, tonight's my night. And you get moves like that. And that Nathan McKinnon move, although it was filthy, uh, I hate that it went so viral because Kale McCarr had one he on that lucky goal. And it was, I think, equally, if not more filthy than that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, we'll talk about Nathan McKinnon tonight. But right. Kale McCarr gets some stick taps for that one, too. Absolutely. Um, if you follow us on social media, we put up you know, the three, three keys to the game. Um, and the one that we put up on for this one, was it was going into that game i don't know where it stands now i didn't look it up but going into that game oddly enough the carolina hurricanes uh led the league in goals scored and they also led the league in goals given up they were 24 <laughs> they were just very strange but you know given up 24 goals and scored 24 goals at that point in time so that, that was two of our goals was to you know attack them because they give up goals clamp down a defense because they can score goals. And the third one we put up was uh, special teams, obviously, uh, because the, the, the Hurricanes power play has been on a roll mm. as the last couple games. I know we're early. Is it the first, I think the first game they didn't do much, but they, they've been really, I think there were three out of seven, um, I think in the Kraken game, but, but they, they've been doing okay. They've been picking up their pace for the, the, their power play. And it was kind of that one was kind of like even because the Avs gave them five power plays, but only let up one. Yeah. So they were one for five was Carolina. The Avalanche, on the other hand, three for five, right? Yes, three for yeah. five. So that, you know, you won that battle. And look what that can do. Like, go back to the Sharks game. You put that together in Sharks game, and you're not needing a last minute goal from Kale McCarr. Mm. So obviously, <clears throat> it's no secret that you know that the the man advantage is is a big deal for any game, but it was especially big for this one. You stopped them when they had multiple power plays. You got them on your end. Speak to that, but then I want to talk about a concerning part for the Avalanche. But go ahead. Yeah, when you're talking about special teams, three for five, sixty percent. That's wonderful. That's Avalanche. That's that's what you want. And yes, they gave up one on the power play. It's an eighty-two game season. It's going to happen. You can't keep a flawless penalty kill, but Let's just consider it a 0.5 because if you send anybody on the uh, on the power play, LOC apparently is going to be an issue for you. So we're going to take half a goal back on whatever you get on your power play because, right. I mean, we can just say we got 3.5 on our special teams. And that's it's so rare for the Avalanche to have a potent penalty kill like this, although it's been consistent through the couple of years. This is its stellar levels penalty kill and the power play is now getting rolling. And hey, that's Rijo and Gabe Landeskog's position where he scored that power play goal. Yeah, that's, that's what we've been talking about. The everydayers know that's what he's here for. 
And now you're seeing the benefits of his position on the power play for moments just like that. Go back to Logan O'Connor because we've been singing his praises on, on the penalty kill for a couple of years now. This is, you know, he, he is what he can do. Now he's put a streak together of three straight games where he scored a, a shorthanded goal. Shorthanded goals are, you know, that, that, that such an exciting moment because they, they happen so infrequently. It's the equivalent um, of an inside the park home run. Yeah. I'm, I was trying to think of like, what, what's some other things in sports that just don't happen. And when they do, it's just such a bit like a safety in, a safety, in the yeah. NFL or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, things like that. Like they're, they're so meaningful because they just don't happen a lot. And to have three of them, three of them in over the course of an entire season is pretty good. Yeah. To have three of them in consecutive games. Um, he, he, he just, and for that one, He's just shot out of a can. He just read that perfectly, and away he goes. And and I mean, how did you not when when he's just separating from uh, the the defense of of the Hurricanes, and you see it coming? Like, is he is he going to do this again? And he pots it, and you're like, oh my, this guy is on a roll with these shorthanded goals right now. And and now it's kind of a running joke. And like I mentioned, like. If you put a team on the power play, you can expect LOC. This is now going to be part of game plans. And this could also, if he scores or not, this is going to be something that teams are going to be looking for. Hey, I know you're on the power play, but watch out for Logan O'Connor. This could alter the potency of any power play and only strengthen the penalty kill, even if LOC gets a goal or not. This is something to build on. And we talked about it in the offseason. LOC, we'd like to see him step up a little bit. He used to be a lot of like a lot of people's favorite player, and he kind of just tailed off. This is exactly what you want out of a guy who had a kind of we know you could do better year last year. He's doing the better. This is what we know LOC could be, and he's doing it in stellar fashion. And just look how that carries over into the fourth line. Yeah. You know, when you get a shorthanded goal, that just pumps everybody up. Um, and then especially the line that like, he himself has a little bit extra jump. So that that fourth line for the Abs has been playing very, very well. It was yeah. by far their best game against Carolina. You had Logan O'Connor, obviously, with a shorthanded goal. <clears throat> uh, Frederick Olofsson, a beautiful-looking goal that he had. Um, they, they just – the top lines – I say the top three lines are kind of like interchanging right now. Jared Bender is like trying to see what's working – Fourth line is just, I don't need to, those guys are just fine. They're just fine. So, yeah. And you're fine with whatever rolls on the ice because you know what they're used for and what they're there for. Mm-hmm. And it's just a wonderful wealth of riches the Avalanche have right now. Yeah. Uh, so more to talk about with this game and uh, more concerning Bo Byram stuff for me anyway. Um, so we will definitely get to that. And then um, the Blink-182 stuff, we'll get to that later too. That's uh, coming up next. But first, uh, we are going to hear from Sleeper. I mean, is there a better app out there, Kyle, for Daily Fantasy? Anything? No, not at all. I get on there and draft all the time. Yeah, so uh, you have so many possible scenarios that you can bet for the season. uh, But to have a chance at winning this in Daily Fantasy, you need to play Daily Fantasy Hockey over at Sleeper. It's the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. And Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey 
contests. Who would you be picking this year or this week? I should say, not this year. The, for this week, uh, some abs players for for some daily fantasy. Who would you go with? The one name we haven't been talking a lot about. I think Nuke is prime for some fantasy points. And he's been. I mean, <clears throat> he's he's playing well, right? The point stuff. Well, that that. I mean, sure, that's a good pick. I think you got to ride the hot streak with Logan O'Connor. Mm. Why not? And if you're, you know, you need a goalie, how can you not go oh, with, with QR Giver? That's a no-brainer. Guy, guy is stellar. Uh, so you can use the promo code Locked On NHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I mentioned uh, Bo Byram before uh, we had a little break there, and um, I've kind of been just watching him, you know, a little bit tighter when he's on the ice because I've been saying it since the first game of the year. I just feel like he's not, he's not a hundred percent there. You don't see like he's a playmaker, mm-hmm. and he's not making plays, man. Like he he is he's a play driver, and he's not driving plays. He's Right now, he's just out there, or I should say, he's not out there a lot because he's committing penalties all the time. I think he leads the league in, in pen, for defensemen. Um, I think he leads in, in penalties right now, or he's very close to, to being at the top. He's something's not right with with Bo Byram. I, it's weird because I don't want to. I don't feel like he's he's making mistakes when he's playing defense, and he and he's out there on the ice and he's not a liability in that aspect, but you've seen what he can do to drive plays and create plays transitioning from defense to offense. And none of that's there right now. You, you don't have that wow factor right now when you're watching Bo Byron for some reason. And it's, it's alarming. I don't know if it's a chicken before the egg situation, but we could sit here and dedicate whole segments to the contributions of McCarr, Taser, Manson, Gerard, and Jack Johnson. Yeah. And Bo Byram is the one that we're struggling with to to really find something that's going right right now. He's in the penalty box. The decisions just aren't there. He looks lost a lot of the time. It just doesn't look like Bo Byram. And for everything that we've been saying about the potential in LOC, and we know this is possible, Bo Byram has such a higher ceiling. And we his 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 floor has been so consistent for so long for this year to be so different it's alarming and the rate that he's in the penalty box is just absolutely shocking yeah you get to make loc go make a name for himself but come on bud deeper in the season we don't need this from you hmm. um so peter ball put this up um 14 penalty infraction minutes through five games um this was yesterday he posted this and then he actually posted uh jared bednar made a comment um and the comment is he can be a dominant player right now he's not there he's struggling with the foot speed of the game uh his reads his timing is off that's why he's getting caught with some penalties so yeah it's, he's just behind he's just not he's not ahead of anything no he, he's just he's just out there playing the game going with the flow of the game rather than being that guy that can can dictate how how a game is going when he's on the ice he's not doing that he's just a body out there right now which is so odd to see because he has such he's got an ego right he's that young like fiery guy you don't see that in him 
it's just weird. It's just so weird. And I look like an idiot because I, I uh, picked him for my breakout player of the year. I mean, look, we're five games into the season. He can still be that guy. But, you know, he's not gotten off to the start that I thought he would get off to. It's bad when in the second period of that Carolina game, Bo Byram's starting to get Nikita Zadorov and Cody McLeod reactions out of me. When I see that jersey number, I'm rolling my eyes because I know what's expected and I know what I've been seeing. And it's it's not a good thing. It's not a good place to be in. And honestly, if this team is, if you're not clicking when everybody else is, and we're talking about how solid the fourth line is, like you either step up or next man up and you'll yeah. find that in Loveland. Well, I, I, well, I don't know if they would really do that with him. That, 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 that's a stretch, but it's not like he's not playing bad. Like he's not, he's playing bad as far as the penalties go. It's, and it hasn't, it hasn't hurt them yet because of the penalty kill, the strength of the penalty kill, and what LOC is making it look beautiful with yeah. the extras that you're getting. But once it starts hurting you in these closer games where things don't go your way, like this yeah. Carolina game where you can't overpower a team like Carolina, who has a hurt roster, by the way. Let's not act like this is a right out of the gate fresh Carolina team. They are all they have injuries on that roster, so it's a mm-hmm. lesser Carolina opponent. But deeper into this season, once these penalties and these misjudgments and you're the guy in the Sam Gerrard position on the replay when a goal is getting scored, that's when things get called into question. And you're here to win games. I don't care who you are. If you're not if you're not stepping up, we have to do something. Well, they'll, they'll I mean, they're going to give him time, right? They, they still expect a, t- a ton from him. And Jared Bednar said as a team, he feels like, yeah, he's like, it's great that they're, they're we're winning games. But he's it's not like he's unhappy. He's happy. But he he made a comment to say, like, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a lot from these guys and I still feel like we can play a lot better. So, yeah, like a lot of things are going right for the avalanche. Jed Bednar feels like a lot more can go right. You know, mm-hmm. so that's scary to think <laughs> that this team, as well as they're playing, um, you know, can play a little bit better. And when you look at this game specifically with, with, with uh, Carolina, yeah, it's gr- great that they won six to four. Um, you took advantage of a, a bad goalie situation for Carolina. They had a handful of guys out. Sebastian Ajo was one of them that was not playing. So, you know, we, we didn't come up with excuses when the avalanche had all these injuries last year. I'm not making excuses for Carolina, but fine, you went out there and, and did what you were supposed to do. Good, because you had a, a little bit of a decimated team, a decimated goalie situation by far, um, and and you you took advantage of that. And you were down. You were down a couple times in this game, and you overcame that, and then you, you, you took the lead and then extended it more. That's the stuff that you want to see from the Avalanche this year. Because, again, we've said this before, Kyle, we're always going to compare this to last year. Yep. And last year would have just been a crapshoot. You felt good going into the third when it was six to three, at least, you know, in the early sample size we've had with the Avalanche this year that they can hold on to that. Where last year you would have been going into the third, crossing your fingers. <laughs> Let Please, let's hold on to this. And that's a wonderful point right there, Chris. We are five and oh right now. The Colorado Avalanche, five and oh, and that's five perfect 60 minute games. And yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And you would be really cherry picking on last year's squad when you could get five 60 minute games. It's a slow start. They let the foot off the gas, a really weird middle. No, this is beginning to end, continuing what they're supposed to do, 60 minute games. And that's where it pays off. And that's why Bednar sees so much. If you're getting more production of what you're expecting out of this roster, 
these 60 minute games are going to be a treat. Well, you had the, the those couple minutes where Carolina took the lead, that, mm-hmm. right? They got those two goals pretty much like back to back. And the ads were like, all right, no more. Like we're, we're done. We're just going to yeah. like re-engage and, 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 you know, get back to what we're doing. And you saw again, I mentioned it a little bit early with like these, these line combinations that Jared Bednar is kind of like, you know, nitpicking and, and mixing around a little bit. Um, I mean, he's hitting all the right buttons right now when it comes to that, the, the Tatar up to the top line has seemed to work. You know, he dropped, uh, man, Jonathan Druin like is, is so close to he, he's becoming Val Nichushkin yep version 2.0 yep. when, when Val first came over and just could not get that first goal. And then uh, when he finally did, everything settled down and, and all is right in the world. It's the same thing with Druin. He is Nichushkin 2.0. I completely right agree. I completely you feel agree. for him. You feel for him because he's so close. Um, and he's just got to get that one. He's got to we'll parade one. through the streets when yeah. he finally gets that first one. Yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, well, I was going to go into the refs, but I'm not going to do that because we won. <laughs> I think it was a rough game for the refs because some just blatant, just, I mean, uh, uh, open ice trip against Nathan McKinnon um, and, and nothing. And there was other penalties that they just didn't call. Uh, I thought, I thought it was an off night for the, for the refs, but we won the face off. Once again, what was the percentages on the face-offs? We won 60%, but hey, a win's a win. Oh, all right. I I like the win. All right. Um, Yeah, we got a Blink-182 thing to get to, and then obviously our our sound check, which if you follow along, they're obviously already up there. So uh, we will get to that next. eBay Motors is one of our sponsors for today. You got passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive, Kyle eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you are into speed, power, or style, the Nathan McKinnon Trilogy, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Blink-182 and the Colorado Avalanche have kind of been synonymous over the past couple of years. And at home games, right around the five minute mark or, you know, around that time, you always got the, all the small things and the crowd would take it away and finish the the verse whenever the puck was dropped. It it became a thing. It, it, it was, yeah, you heard that song. And if you're a hockey fan, you associate it with the avalanche. It wasn't just yeah. an avalanche fan thing. Like people around the league knew like that was the avalanche song. And then, you know, you had Mark Hoppus come to the banner celebration the next year to kind of just, you know, he was there and he mimicked the song. Like It, it was just, it, it's a thing. Two home games so far uh, for the Avs this year, know all the small things. And I think a lot of Avalanche fans are being like, what's up with that Avs franchise? Um, 
I, you know, we obviously have moved on from it. It's not, I can't imagine there's going to miraculously bring it back now after you're not going to do it for a couple games, but I'm okay with this. I am okay with this. I, I think that was, it, it's a moment. It's a moment. I don't think it's one of those things that you can keep around forever. Um, and I think it's, you know, to quote the the song there, it's better to, what, what is it? It's uh, better to, to burn, burn away. No, I, I, I had the song lyric and now I can't remember what it is. It's better to, to die than to fade away or whatever. Oh. It goes. And, and, you know, uh, yeah. with this, I, I've been seeing the outcry about why, why, why is this happening? Why this is synonymous with the avalanche. You ready, everyone? When was the last time you heard St. Louis play Gloria? That's true. That's yeah. synonymous with what their cup run. And then yeah. after the cup run, it's disappeared. Guess what? All the small things. It was on every Stanley Cup shirt. They did a collab with Blink-182. They kind of did a shirt together. Guess what? That was, yes, it was a part of Avalanche fandom for a while. But guess what? There wasn't a cup since 2001. You get a mm. cup with all the small things. It was kind of the thing. It was. It was. This is it for that. We we yeah. kind of moved on a little bit, and it's okay. Guess what? We're going to do something else. We're going to find something else. I don't think it's going to be living on a prayer, but yeah. we'll find something. Yeah, because this team, we've said it for five wins so far this season. This team is built different. This is not a all the small things team. This is a top to bottom. This is a machine. So th this is not <laughs> an all the small things team. This is going to be a different identity and we can move from that. We've changed yeah. goal songs and nobody's complained about that. We, we haven't had rock and roll part two in yeah. about a decade plus. We haven't had the whip from Loxley. So we yeah. moved on. I, and, and the lyric is better to burn out than to fade away is the, the lyric I was looking for. There you go. Um, I think if the I wonder if the Avalanche had have not did not win that Stanley Cup if we would be continuing it probably and I think because they won it it's like okay let let's now that can be that era like you you when when you when you go back and you talk about that team you're also going to throw in all the Blink One Eighty Two stuff and all the small things stuff during that if you continue that out it loses its value a little bit yeah. if we just kept doing that year in and year out and and that's it like. So now, now that's part of the story of that team in that era, right? And I think the other thing is because there was like no announcement or no just, you know, uh, and just something on on social media saying like, you know, we're, we're going to retire this. I think like now it's like fans are just finding this out, going to a game, expecting to do it, looking forward to doing it, and it doesn't happen. So I think that, and that's the other side of it is like, you could have told us, <laughs> you could have just said like, we're not going to do it anymore. If something that was organic, how that came yeah. up, it wasn't like, it wasn't force fed. It just happened. That's and I think exactly that's the beauty it. of it is like, we want to find something else to just happen. I don't want anything to come out and just be like, Hey, this is our new thing. No, it's got to be kind of like in the moment and something new that just happens organically. And that was, what's great about that. And now, like, like you know, with, with like the Yeti foot, you just put that in into a closet, and you always look back on it, and that makes things you don't don't overstay your welcome with things like this. Yep. Because I know you want it around for so long, but now, like I said, when you look back, it's more meaningful. It's like it's like it's like Seinfeld. Mm. Seinfeld went out on top. 
You know what I mean? And he didn't, the, the show didn't stay around too long to get boring and dull. And that's what you think about. No, you always think of like that show went out at its peak. And so did all the small things for, for the abs. They did it for one more year, one extra year after the cup. And that's great. Retire it. That's right. Colorado be Seinfeld, not Frazier. Yeah. How's the new one? Have you watched the new one yet? That's or why you're not going to. the the bad part of this example. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there, there's your review. There's your lockdown review of uh the new Frazier. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um we didn't have time to get to uh the the subtext crew and what they thought, but you know, uh, we'll get to that tomorrow. Um, because we have to get to our sound check. Um, but there there was some some over on, on the uh subtext people giving out their players of the game and stuff like that. And I mm. want to give them their time. So we'll do that tomorrow. Uh, but we'll get to our sound check for the Saturday game. Kyle and I pick a song from uh, Spotify, put it on a Spotify playlist. Um, and it's the most recent game. And the song represents uh, a summary of the game. So uh, go follow the playlist over on Spotify. Just search LOA sound check. This is volume number three. What did you have for this game, sir? If anybody played Need for Speed Underground 2, you know this song. This song was on loop. But pl- this game? Yeah. Riders on the Storm by the Doors. What game was this? Need for Speed Underground 2. I mean, 2. that's not where I think of this song, though. But that's kind of oh. cool. It was in that. Oh, it was. a cool vibe song to be in a video game. I kind of like that. Pepper. And I think they did like a weird mashup with Snoop Dogg. And that's like, it was, really? it was good. It was really good. Really? But. And it's it fit because the whole it was a rainy vibe and like driving the car and yeah. that's kind of this riders on the storm like it has that that first period especially it's got that that beginning vibe of that song mm-hmm. and yes you rode out the storm you survived Carolina that's the, the four goals on Georgia they punctured the penalty kill yeah. you rode it out like that wasn't defeating like yes these little beautiful things you held on to to this point didn't deflate this Colorado Avalanche team and you walked out with a win that you rode out the storm. It's true. That's, that's a, yeah, very true. Then that's kind of the road that I went down to is, um, was a band called hard Fie, and the name of the song is hard to beat, uh, because they just are right now. Like you, you look at how they're, they're winning games that I think we're going back to that sharks game a lot. Yeah. Um, just because like, you know, you have a goalie that was so hot, they still beat them. They still found a way to get through. In the Carolina game, you're you're down a couple times. You have to come back and you extend the lead. You just put your foot on the gas. You extend the lead, and then you just clamp down in the third and just make it hard to beat these guys. You get the Kraken game. It was their opener. That crowd is a raucous crowd, and they took out the first line, and we still did it. Yeah, yeah. It's just a very hard to beat team. So I kind of had to go with the old hard five. Um, so yeah, there you go. Follow the playlist over on Spotify. Like I said, search LOA soundtrack volume number three, and, uh, we'll have uh, some after the Islanders game, which we will be at. If you guys are going to be on the East coast, uh, let us know. We're going to be at that game. We might see history happen twice. Logan O'Connor gets another shorthanded goal that ties the record for four straight games. And if the Avs just win the game outright, that's a new record for most road wins uh, in a row. So uh, we might be seeing history twice. Kind of history for the Logan Conner. Tying history and then beating history if they win the game. So looking forward to that. 
All right, we will be back uh, tomorrow and uh, anything that's going on in Avalanche land, we will be covering it here and then we'll get to those subtext uh, comments as well. So it's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.